Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. This is Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and I'm your co-host along with Dr. Relly Nadler. And as you may have guessed uh, by the fact that I'm introducing the show, Dr. Relly Nadler is having a lovely vacation, and hopefully we're going to enjoy the program without him, although he will be missed. So as you know, we are your leadership development coaches, and we've helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And today, we are very excited to continue our conversation with Jennifer McCollum, the CEO of Linkage. And today, joining us will be Maria Howard, who is Chief Revenue Officer, also of Linkage. As we go through today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about what both of these wonderful women are doing. Um, As you know, Jennifer is CEO of Linkage, where she oversees the strategic direction and global operations of the Boston, Massachusetts-based leadership development firm. And Maria Howard is Chief Revenue Officer, who oversees sales and marketing. Also, she delivers keynotes and development experiences as a linkage principal consultant. And we'll talk more about her role as we get into the show. Both of our guests have spent nearly two decades designing and delivering leadership solutions and are frequent speakers and consultants, and we're very fortunate to have both of them. With a mission to change the face of leadership, Linkage has dedicated more than 30 years to improving leadership effectiveness and equity in hundreds of organizations globally. Linkage provides solutions to accelerate purposeful leadership, advance women leaders, and create cultures of inclusion using assessments, training, coaching, consulting, and of course, their famous conferences. In fact, for the first time in 20 years, Linkage's flagship Women in Leadership Institute is now available 100% virtually from November 9th through the 12th of 2020 this year. And this four-day leadership experience is designed for women leaders at all levels, and it includes keynotes from best-selling authors like Glennon Doyle, broadcasting legend Soledad O'Brien, and Wall Street star Carla Harris and trailblazing sports agent Molly Fletcher, and so many more. We're going to talk about all this today in our show. And in addition to the masterclasses that Linkage is offering, there's going to be learning teams and a 360 assessment as well. So let's talk a little bit about how and why we're so committed to leadership. Well, first of all, we're going to talk to both of these ladies today, Jennifer and Maria. We're going to talk about their experience in surfacing specific hurdles that women face and competencies to overcome them. And we're going to revisit their two books, which have captured much of this approach. One, Become the Five Commitments of Purposeful Leadership in Mastering Your Inner Critic and Seven Other High Hurdles to Advancement. So we have a lot in store for you today. So just before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that we are focusing on what top performers do in the moment to be a top performer. 
And all of us are very, very aware that we have been going through some, well, some struggles. And one of the things that we'd like to share with you is our new book that zeroes in on emotional brilliance. And the title of our book, Emotional Brilliance, Living a Stressless, Fearless Life, is available on Amazon. And a couple of things I'd like to share with you before we jump into our interview with Jennifer and Maria are some thoughts and some questions for you. So we're focusing on, again, what top performers do in the moment to be a top performer. And it's all focused on zeroing in on emotional brilliance. So I'd like you to think about some of these questions and see how they also apply to today's conversation. What kind of emotions do top performers experience? How do they gear themselves up for a top performance? How can we get a better understanding of how our emotions provide us with that opportunity to be a top performer? What makes up an emotionally brilliant performance? And what emotions are most challenging for you? How do you manage your emotions? And what strategies, and we'll call them tricks, can we learn from them? So our goal in each and every show is to help you expand, improve, and select the best emotional competencies and strengths to master the moment. Our new book, which came out on June the 9th, Emotional Brilliance, Living a Stressless, Fearless Life, uh, is available on Amazon. You can get it now. You can also go to eblifebook.com, and we offer a lot of free bonuses that go along with the book, so please help yourself. And for those of you who are questioning, what is the difference between emotional intelligence and emotional brilliance? Uh, Let me try to explain it this way. Emotional brilliance is your perfect response to the situation bringing in your key strengths and capabilities to master it. If emotional intelligence is the territory or the map, emotional brilliance is the zooming in on the home, the address. If emotional intelligence is the target, emotional brilliance is the bullseye. And if emotional intelligence is your closet, Emotional brilliance is your favorite go-to. It's the clothes that you know, no matter what the occasion, will be appropriate and look their best on you. So emotional brilliance is laser focus, and it's what we need to be successful. So if you'd love to be a part of our ongoing emotional brilliance research, you can go to Leadership Development News. Look at the Voice America logo, and you'll see our Emotional Brilliance Survey. Just click on it on the banner, and we'd love to hear from you. So let's get back to our guests, and let's talk a little bit about why we are so excited to have both Jennifer and Maria with us. Well, first of all, uh, as many of you may know from our prior conversation with Jennifer, I've been a longtime fan of Linkage, and we um, 
we have a long history prior to Jennifer's being the CEO. Uh, I was a speaker at Linkage on a number of occasions. I introduced uh, my second book at one of their Massachusetts-based programs, uh, specifically for women. And uh, we had a delightful time, book signings, wonderful people attending. So it was so exciting to learn that Linkage has, in fact, changed. It is doing bigger and better things um, on a global level. And one of them is, of course, continuing in the virtual space with this four-day women's event. Now, in 2019, Linkage isolated specific inclusive leadership behaviors, and they found they correlate perfectly to purposeful leadership, indicating inclusion is a proxy for effective leadership. Additionally, for more than 20 years, Linkage has addressed the challenge of advancing women leaders, surfacing specific hurdles that women face and competencies to overcome them. And this approach is captured in the two books I mentioned earlier, Become the Five Commitments of Purposeful Leadership and Mastering Your Inner Critic and Seven Other High Hurdles to Advancement. And as I said, Jennifer has 20 years of experience building and managing businesses in the leadership space. And prior to Linkage, she spent a decade growing leadership businesses at Corn Ferry and the Corporate Executive Board. Of course, that's now Gartner. And, of course, Jennifer is an avid tennis player and skier, very athletic, and resides in the Washington, D.C. area with her husband and three children. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kathy. And thank you for your longtime affiliation with Linkage. Well, it's a delight. And we understand that Maria is with you. Maria, are you here? I am here. Fantastic. So we're going to have, hopefully, a very engaging chat today, and we'll share the airspace with uh, all of our listeners um, in, I guess, close to 50 countries now in over 127 cities. I think we have about 4 million listeners. So let's start off by asking you both, and just take turns, and I'll try to throw a question to each one of you throughout the show, but um, what, what brought each of you to leadership and linkage? So I'll start, Kathy. This is Jennifer, and it really is a a leadership story. Um, As you mentioned, I'd been in the leadership development space for about 20 years, 10 years running my own consulting firm, and another decade in publicly traded companies running leadership um, business units. And then I had an opportunity to become a CEO of a smaller company, and I had some self-doubt, as many women do. And there were many of my peers, they happened to be men, who said, it's time. It's time for you to take the helm and run your own company. So two years ago, a little over two years ago, I left the publicly traded world to join a company that I knew would fulfill my purpose. And that is to support leaders and teams and organizations fulfill their potential. And I knew I could do that um, for Linkage itself as well as for the clients we serve globally. And here's what I was most excited about when I joined Linkage, the 32-year history of gathering data and surfacing insight on what the best leaders do and how to advance women. 
which has been a passion and part of my purpose for many decades. So I saw enormous potential in taking our work in those areas and having a greater impact on leaders by creating products and services that could scale, become more digital, and therefore have a bigger impact. And that's through assessment and development and coaching and conferences, which we're going to be talking about today. So that's me. Maria, why don't you introduce yourself? Thank you, Jen. So I started exploring leadership as a career many years ago when I was studying to get my master's in psychotherapy, and I loved the therapeutic process. But I had two very important aha moments that challenged me to think differently. At first, I had a professor who told me I was a quote-unquote raging extrovert, and so I needed to think about how that energy impacts what I was going to do. And then I also realized that I wanted to apply my knowledge and skills to bigger systems, moving away from individuals and families to businesses. And that's what really jump-started my career into leadership and how you align people to your business to empower them to thrive. And with over 15 years in the space uh, and in my prior company, uh, I actually was able to meet Jen. I walked into a strategic planning session, and I believe, Jen, it was your first day. And we had such a great time working together on some projects. And then when she led uh, or left, excuse me, to lead Linkage, I followed. And, you know, there's a couple of reasons why I wanted to, to go to Linkage. The first is you follow great leaders because you know you'll get great opportunities that come with that. But the second was really about being at the forefront of advancing women leaders. And that was incredibly special. This is a critical topic. It's part of my own personal leadership journey. And so the, the research and the solutions that I felt could really solve problems out in the world uh, was important in my decision to join Linkage as well. What a fascinating experience to be here with both of you. We have so much in common. We're going to have a great time together. So don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so 
Call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We are having an engaging conversation with two senior executives from an amazing company with a 30-year history called Linkage. Uh, Jennifer McCullen, the CEO, and Maria Howard, who is uh, Chief Revenue Officer and in charge of marketing development. So, ladies, let's, let's just take a pause before we go into a little bit more about what's exciting and upcoming at Linkage. And, Maria, could you just talk a little bit about how you made the jump from a clinical background into business. You know, with Relly not being here today, um, I think he would really enjoy hearing how you made that bridge occur. Absolutely, Kathy. Well, well, like anything, you have a very clear idea and intention of what you're going to do. And it's fascinating what can happen to shift that focus. And it really becomes a blessing over the long term. When I was working in a clinical setting, I was really feeling empowered in how you can help individuals find their own path to a healthier uh, view, healthier relationships, et cetera. And so when I thought about, okay, how do you apply that in a business setting? It was a really fascinating question. And so I did what anybody would do. And I went out and talked to people who knew more about that than I did and who could give me their perspective uh, and, and their uh, lessons of how that works in business. So it was a really an exploration through others' lenses versus trying to figure it out on my own. But I became more and more convinced that it's a completely transferable skill set. That whole idea of how do you empower others, how do you allow them to find their purpose and passion could absolutely work no matter which setting you were in. And then being able to apply a business strategy to that was really exciting to me. So that's how I made the switch. It was in some ways uh, uh, luck and in some ways absolutely influenced by many others who were able to see that vision, maybe even better than I could at the time. And I dove right in. When I started off in the talent management space, I was a practitioner, I was a consultant, I was a coach. And so I was able to take that setting and apply it right away. And from there, I grew into leadership roles and leading businesses and ultimately coming to Linkage. So it was a fabulous transition. It worked seamlessly um, and uh, very much a skill set that we find really relevant. Well, I, I cannot thank you enough uh, for partnering with, with Jennifer. Um, she is doing amazing work. And uh, I know that there are many, many people listening to this right now who are, are thinking, how do I transition from where I am to where I need to be? And one thing that women always talk about, which you mentioned as well, uh, which is this aspect of luck. And I would say for everyone who's listening, and also I'm sure Jennifer's going to touch upon this in her discussion about the women in leadership programs, we are all touched with some form of luck, but we are, as very strong and capable women, always evaluated on our skills and our compassion for the work that we do. Um, and so it's, it's so exciting to, to have you both here. And thank you for sharing that, Maria. And for those of you who are listening, we have so much more. So Jennifer, tell us about Linkage and, and how it has changed and a little bit about um, this great research 
that you all have been doing around what makes a leader effective. Thank you, Kathy. Linkage's mission in the world, as, as you said in your introduction, is to change the face of leadership. And we actually just uh, evolved that mission in the last couple of years since I arrived. Maria helped with that because we wanted something so bold that reflected the work that we're doing in the world right now. And what we mean by that is changing the leadership uh, the face of leadership figuratively. So what is the perception out there about what effective leadership is and how can we disrupt that based on our work around purposeful leadership and inclusive leadership? But the other way we define changing the face of leadership is actually quite literal. We want to help women and other underrepresented populations rise much faster into leadership roles. So the thing that has changed specifically about linkage, while we've always been doing work around and research around leadership and women, you knew linkage as a conference company as well as a custom consulting and coaching company. What we're doing now through very specific areas where we've got unique perspective, and that is around accelerating purposeful leaders, advancing women leaders, and creating cultures of inclusion. We're laser-focused on our research and insight that can then um, transcend into measurement uh, through assessments, through development, through conferences and coaching so that we can have an impact at a much bigger scale um, in a much more digital way as well. Can you talk a little bit about um, one or two themes or findings that your data has revealed and, and how these are so important to HR professionals today? Sure. And uh, if, if you had a chance to listen to our conversation in June, we focused really specifically on our research called Purposeful Leadership. And that is a decades-long effort that we then turned into a new framework um, that really answered the question, what is it that the best leaders do? And what we found was leaders that operate with a very clear sense of purpose aligned to a broader organizational direction, call it an aspiration or a vision or goals, um, those leaders that are pursuing goals that really matter aligned to their purpose are the ones that are best. and they operate with what we call the five commitments of purposeful leadership. And those are to inspire, to engage, to innovate, achieve, and become. And become is that inner path to leadership, that courage and commitment to become better every day. So that was our first body of research that we've um, been putting out there very uh, visibly in the last four or five years. The most recent um, and I think exciting um, insight that we surfaced coming out of that data is around inclusion. So the second thing that we are putting out into the world is the role of inclusion in effective leadership. So inclusion, even in the last several months with the whole, you know, resurfacing of the Black Lives Ladder, uh, Matter movement, really critical, um, we're starting to talk more and more and more and act more and more and more on inclusion. But what we realize is that most individual leaders and, in fact, most organizations don't really know how to activate it. What does inclusion look like in a leader? What do inclusive organizations look like? So the latest work that we've done, and I think we're going to talk about it on the next show we do together, is what organizations need to do to support inclusive leadership and inclusive cultures. 
And then finally, um, the, the research that uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about today is about that largest underrepresented group that needs to be included, and that is women. And why is it important to advance women, especially in this environment where we're seeing um, women at risk in terms of both losing jobs and the ability to stay in their jobs with the global pandemic, um, but also what do organizations need to do to drive um, sustainability around the advancement of their women. So those are our three research streams. I can't wait to talk a little bit more. Yeah, amazing to me that in such a short period of time, uh, the focus has moved away from um, the, the speaking and the convening to the research and the elevating the subjects that are going to make the most impact um, in our workplace, which is so important to all of us. So, so Maria, maybe you could talk a little bit about uh, the subject of uh, advancing women as, as part of this uh, new uh, world uh, of linkage. And maybe you can talk a little bit about what, what are our biggest challenges with women in leadership and, and how might they have changed uh, in the last six months given this global crisis we've been in? Well, Kathy, after years of focusing on women in the workplace, women are still not advancing advancing at the same rate as men. And what we see is a cliff at the first level of promotion. So from that very first leap into leadership, there starts to be a gap between the number of men and women in those roles. And that gap just continues to grow as the leadership level gets higher to the point where only a quarter of women are in leadership positions, only 20% of the C-suite positions are held by women, and only 7% of the Fortune 500 CEOs are women. So we know that there is an issue, and with the current environment, it's really compounding this. Women's jobs are two times more vulnerable in this crisis than men's, and they're being hired back at a lower rate than men's. And when you add to that the second shift, which is all about what you do after the workday, which is incredibly challenging right now with homeschooling, child care, household duties, elder care, Women are actually making the choice to either opt out of an organization that isn't flexible or out of work entirely. So we are at risk to move backwards in our strides towards gender equity. And when you add to that the pay inequity that happens, it is often women making the decision to leave the workforce or take on less than it is men. So we have, uh, I would say, a, a critical time that we need to address the steps backwards when it's already going to take us 200 years to achieve gender equity. Well, it, it's um, interesting that you're sharing the statistics and the data on this because, of course, many of us have heard the harrowing story of um, the, you know, the parents both being home with the children, but the, um, the father pretty much taking over the garage and setting up business. And uh, the mom being inside the house trying to not only manage her own business, but deal with the household duties uh, and the child care uh, for homeschooling. And so you can see uh, just from the stories that the inequity is 
creeping back in, uh, you know, extremely troubling for most of us, uh, hard, you know, for equality and to get us to those places in life where everybody is as important uh, as, you know, each person contributing. So, Maria, maybe you can talk about why it's so important for us to focus on this, and especially now in a global crisis. Um, we all talk about a business case. Uh, I run my life on a business case. Sometimes it insults people, but the reality is if somebody's going to ask me for something um, and I have to give up something to do that, often it's a business case reality, and I'll just say, hey, if I'm going to buy you a new car, you know, if it's one of my kids or whatever, I need to know what the business case is. So what is this business case for this focus right now? Well, the good news is the business case is well-documented, and it's very impressive. McKinsey found a diversity dividend for companies. Those that are in the top quartile for gender diversity on executive teams were 25% more likely to have above-average profitability. And additional research from S&P found that companies with female leaders often perform better on the stock market than those led by men. So we know women are good for business, and we've known this for a long time. But you raise a really good point, which is what is the risk of what's going on currently? If we don't address the broadening gender inequity that's happening now, what's the potential economic impact? And there was a really powerful study conducted by McKinsey that was set out to measure the uh, impact of what they're calling gender regression, right? That gender equity moving backwards. And there's two massive findings that I think we should be talking about as our business case for why this matters now. If we, if we do nothing to counter the effects of COVID on women in the workplace, the global GDP is estimated at a minimum to be $1 trillion lower in 2030 than it would be if women's unemployment rates were just tracking with men. And on the flip side, taking action now to advance gender equity could add $13 trillion to the global GDP in 2030. So we have a $14 trillion swing depending on what we do today. So that should be the business case to ensure we don't wait to address gender equity. That is absolutely amazing. We're going to take a quick break, Maria. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066.
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. As we went to break, Maria was telling us that we have a $14 trillion swing depending upon what we do today. And this is blowing my mind that if we don't address this um, in terms of gender equity, we are going to have some profound impacts on our GDP. Jennifer, can you jump in here? Um, so this is going from bad to worse. How, what do we do? How do we solve this? And this is the million-dollar question that we actually have an answer to, and I'm going to go through it now. I just I will say that we've noticed a significant uh, swing away from a focus on advancing women because of the global pandemic. So this time last year, we had far more companies that were really engaged with us in this critical issue. But in times of recession, in times of global crises, in times of layoffs, in times of global pandemics, the likes of which we've never seen before, it's really easy to lose focus on these critical issues like um, gender or other forms of diversity. So that's why we do like to start with the business case. But then we like to continue with a solution. What is the formula for getting this right? And I'm not going to say it's easy, but there are very few companies doing it really well. Linkage has what we call our Advancing Women Leaders model, and it has four dimensions. And most organizations don't focus on all of them together. Um, And if you only focus on one of them, you're unlikely to achieve the sustainable outcomes that you want. So let me go through them quickly. The first three are what we call organizational dimensions, and that's what the company can do. So this isn't about fixing your women. It's about, because they don't need to be fixed. We need to support them with individual development, but it's really the organization that needs to focus on three things. The first is executive action, and that's the commitment of the leaders to advance the women. And the question we ask here is, are your organization's executives committed? Are they engaged in the efforts to advance women? So we as women have to be able to look up and see our executives taking action? Are they allies? Are they sponsors? Are they talking about uh, promotions of women specifically? An example of that is we've partnered for many, many years with a large car manufacturer to focus very specifically on their executives and their sponsors. So we equally work with the women in a coaching and a development capacity as we do with the executives to ensure they're prepared and um, developed to be effective sponsors and um, train them as well. 
The second dimension is culture. And the question we ask here is, do your women feel valued and respected? So do they, um, when they get into the environment, whether it's live or virtual, do they feel like this is a place where they can thrive? I was just talking um, last week to a, um, a potential client who said, you know, we just have a really hard time um, recruiting women onto the executive team. And I said, well, what does your executive team look like? And he said, well, um, every single one of our executives currently is an Indian male. And I said, gosh, if I were a woman, I would probably find that a, pre- a pretty intimidating. It's very hard to be the only. So what is the type of culture that we are creating or that we can create to make sure that women are engaged and feel like they value or they're valued and they belong? The third dimension is talent systems, and these are opportunities. Do your women have equal opportunities? Do they perceive that they have equal opportunities, whether it's uh, high potential selection to promotion to pay? And um, creating equity in these talent systems is really critical. And then finally, and the one we're going to spend a lot more time talking about now, is differentially developing and investing in development for your women. Because we know at Linkage, through our research, that the path to leadership is different. And while all leaders need to be purposeful leaders, the path to leadership is as a path that has to be focused on specifically for women, differentially than men, because of the additional challenges we face. I could not agree with you more. Coming in as the first female partner from the outside uh, at Accenture was a daunting experience, to say the least. So I'm resonating a thousand percent here. Maria, can you talk uh, to the the, the studies that linkage is doing on on women's advancement uh, and uh, anything you found about uh, obstacles or or hurdles to advancement. Can you talk about those? Absolutely. So as Jen said, the path to leadership for women is different. And there are unique hurdles that through the many years that linkage has spent studying women's leadership through assessment, development, and coaching that we've identified. And what's interesting about these hurdles is that they are internal, but they're difficult to observe or measure, and they create barriers to our leadership journey. And I would say we always identify the ultimate of the hurdles first, which is the inner critic. And that inner critic is that voice in our heads that expresses judgment of ourselves and others. And I think we can all identify times when our inner critic is activated right now, particularly with all of the change we're going through, the second shift we had talked about. And I think of my own career journey where I didn't speak up because I didn't know if I would add value or I thought I have to wait for somebody to ask for my, my opinion. And so often that ask doesn't come. So what that inner critic can do is it puts us on the sidelines instead of being in the game. And I think there are a few other hurdles right now that are specifically challenging in this environment. We know that women try to prove their value. We take on more and more and more to prove how good we are. And there's a reason for that. Women are often promoted based on performance, or men are promoted based on potential. So it's ingrained in us to say, if something needs to get done, I have to do it myself. And we talk about that this is over-rowing the boat. And and think about that. If you're over-rowing a boat, you're either going in a circle or you're zigzagging. It's a highly inefficient way to get to where you want to go. And so when you think about proving your value and taking on too much, 
with the addition of the second shift of having to homeschool your kids or or have have a three-year-old at home with you because childcare isn't open, it will absolutely lead to burnout. So we have to be able to rely on others, inspire others, and delegate and ask for help to move past this hurdle. And I would say there's one additional hurdle right now that is that is absolutely critical to be aware of, and that is making the ask. And making the ask is really about asking for what we really want. And it's not that watered-down version of what we think will play well or that someone will accept. And right now, we're having to renegotiate what work looks like. You know, what's mission critical in my role? What's transforming in our business that changes my responsibilities and, and what I need to show up and do every single day? And those boundaries between home and work have utterly evaporated. I, uh, I recently had a team member of mine reach out regarding this fall's virtual school schedule for her son. And she was asking and talking about, hey, I'm going to need time to focus on him during the workday, but don't worry, I will work earlier those days and later those days, and I'm going to make up the time. But this goes back to proving our values. Sometimes more isn't always better, and it can be too much. What I, my hunch is what she really wanted was permission to let go of some of the work duties. And we all have a handful of hours in any given week where we attend a meeting that isn't critical or we don't delegate or we don't simply say, no, that doesn't work this week. And so that's the ask that would make the real difference. It's not about cramming more hours into a day. It's what can I let go of to find a way to balance uh, what I need to focus on both at work and at home. We've talked about a few of the hurdles that are really critical in our current context And I want to call out the additional hurdles that women face and need to glide over to advance in their careers. Bias is another hurdle, which is all about what are the deeply held beliefs that I may have that are not serving me? We also have the hurdle of clarity. How do you create a future in which you're intentional about what you want and recognize confidence? How do you embrace your own strength and wisdom and power? And Kathy, you mentioned this earlier that It's not about luck. It's about luck meeting opportunity and the skills that we apply to those opportunities that really make us advance. We also have a hurdle on branding and presence. How do we show up in a way that instills confidence in the areas that we wish to be known for? And finally, networking. How do we build stronger relationships, not just for the relationship's sake, but that help us advance and get ahead? So those are the the full list of hurdles that women have to overcome to advance. And there are some ways that we can help with this and ways that women can take their own power and apply it to make sure that these do not get in the way of their career. And one of these is our Women in Leadership Institute. As we talked about earlier, this is a premier event we have every year. We are actually in our 21st year of this institute, and this is happening 100% virtually this year, November 9th through 12th. And the Institute is so transformational because it provides that jewels of inspiration we all need right now to our keynote speakers, Glennon Doyle and Soledad O'Brien. The master classes are set up for really deep dive skill building. So this is when you can focus on individual hurdles and what are the skills I need to overcome them. And then finally, we have our learning teams, which are small group settings where we really plot the path of how do I take this back to my organization? What is going to create that stickiness to make sure that everything I've learned and absorbed and created for myself can sustain and continue beyond this experience? And so that's an absolutely awesome opportunity for women. And in addition to that, there's a few other things that that we can focus on. 
One is assessment and coaching. How do I get some data, a baseline that talks about not only where I think I'm at, but how others perceive me and how do I coach, get coaching support to work through that? We also have live and digital training. And as Jen talked about earlier, digital training is now a real opportunity to offer a scalable developmental experience for a broad population of your women. And that can be self-guided or you can put women in cohorts where they're learning together as a team. But all of those are opportunities for us as individual women and for our organizations to ensure that we are investing in the development of women. That is so powerful, so very powerful. You know, Relly and I always talk about the three A's, which is creating awareness, then assessment, and then taking action. Um, And it sounds like you all are following a very similar philosophy. and, you know, Jennifer, maybe you can, you can talk to that as well as uh, what can organi- any organization, not just big organization, but what can any organization begin to do to impact uh, this, uh, this ability for women to overcome or minimize these hurdles? So I'm going to start with actually uh, where Maria ended, which is we believe that the conference that we talked about, and again, investing in individual development for women is the first thing that organizations can do. But we also Mm -hmm. believe this is the largest and only deep development experience for women in leadership across a four-day period that is cross-industry. So this is a, it's a unique opportunity to start creating that awareness and awakening um, the opportunity for, for women at the individual level, but also at the organizational level, because many organizations will send uh, 20 to 50 of their high potential women, some send 200 of them. The other thing that we did at Linkage over the past two years is to create an opportunity for women to gain access to these skills at much earlier stages in their career. So while, you know, 20 or 50 or 200 women can come live or now virtually to our Women in Leadership Institute, we want to make sure we're impacting the 200 or 500 or 2,000 or 5,000 women earlier in their career, which is why we introduced the, um, the Overcoming Hurdles, our Advancing Women Leaders um, digital and uh, digital development at a much earlier stage so that we can scale it. So back to your original question of what can organizations do, the first is is what you mentioned. It's about awareness and assessment, and you can do that at the organizational level. So we want to support organizations in creating a strategy for the advancement of women. And we have an organizational assessment against those four dimensions I talked about, which is a perception, quick perception snapshot of what your women believe to be true, how they feel as it relates to your executive action, your talent systems, your culture, and your individual development for women. And looking at that snapshot creates awareness for organizations of where they need to start. The second thing is what, what, what we talked about already, which is building that business case. We've got to move the advancement of women away from a PR exercise or a check-the-box activity. If I send them to a conference, I am done. That's actually not the case. We need it on the executive agenda to make the advancement, advancement of women a serious and a sustainable proposition. The third, as I already mentioned, was investing in differential development. And that does not mean not investing in your men. Um, the, 
the last thing we talk about is in addition to investing differentially in women, this is not a problem that is solved by focusing only on the women. It is focusing on all leaders to be more effective and inclusive. And so when we talk about our purposeful leadership work, uh, we're working on all leaders, men and women, to be more effective and purposeful, which also means inclusive. So those are the four things that we recommend organizations do, and we can help create a roadmap so that it doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah, it it, it sounds to me like you have a, a structure, assessment, uh, an approach that gives people an opportunity to understand and to develop and, as you said, do it early and often. So I'm, I'm, obviously I'm all in, but I, I do hope many of those who are listening will join in and make sure that they, you know, become a part of this experience. Maria, can you talk uh, a little bit about um, investing in women's um, development and how does linkage help women specifically? We have studied the impact that attending our Women in Leadership Institute or other development programs have had. And what we found is that women are much more highly engaged, much more likely to stay with an organization, uh, and more productive in work that they're doing, not only themselves, but with teams. So when you pair those outcomes with the programming, this is a no-brainer. It's easy for businesses to say yes because, again, it's not just about how the woman is transformed in the experience. It's about how that experience then elevates the business she's coming back to. And there's additional studies that say if you attend a women's conference, you're more likely to be promoted and more likely to have a pay increase. So as we think about the times that we're facing now uh, where we have a real retention risk with women either by force or by choice, we have got to make sure that the investment, as Jennifer said, is beyond the check the box, and we understand the absolutely positive impact they can have when they come back into the business and apply all that they've learned. Um, and again, whether that's through our institute, to our digital uh, training opportunities, through assessment and coaching, there's all sorts of different ways to engage your women. So you're no longer constricted to only think about a subset. You really can have a differentiated strategy for women at all levels. That is such great news. Uh, we are delighted to have you. We're going to talk more about uh, maybe how uh, men can be better allies for women when we come back from this break. Don't go away. You're listening to Leadership Development News. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We've had an engaging conversation today with two executives, female executives from Linkage. And before we went to break, I I kind of asked a teasing question here to uh, Jennifer McCollum, the CEO of uh, Linkage. Um, How can we be better allies to women in leadership roles, Jennifer? And I'd like to answer that question, Kathy, but also maybe do it in the context of where we're headed at Linkage. And we are looking not only at male allies, but all executives to be better allies to those populations that have historically been underrepresented. So I'll tell you a quick story in closing. As as you know, we've done 20 plus years of research and focus on the advancement of women. Many of our clients now, especially in the context of Black Lives Matter, are saying, how can you actually take what you've been doing for years and years with our women in terms of development and working with our executives to become better sponsors and allies? And can you actually point and apply that to our Black population, to our Latin population? So where Linkage is headed, because remember, our vision in the world is about leadership effectiveness, but also leadership equity, is to point all of the great work we've done on women and certainly continue that work, but also help executives apply it to all other populations that have historically been lacking from the boardroom to the executive suites to the senior leadership roles. So that's where we're going, and I look forward to talking to you about that next time. Beautiful. Now, before we say goodbye, how can our listeners learn more about the upcoming conference? Go straight to our website, www.linkageinc.com, and you can find the Women in Leadership Institute right there. Um, and we would love to just have you go right online. You can, you can buy your ticket right there. Um, or you can reach out to us via our website, and we can talk to you further. Thanks, Jennifer, and thanks, Maria. We look forward to having you back to talk about inclusion and diversity in our next episode on our great spotlight on linkage. I want to thank you for tuning in to tune up your performance with Leadership Development News. Take good care. Until next time. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.